Greetings, Archons. Welcome to Sanctimonious, a Keyforge podcast where two zealous Keyforge players discuss various topics regarding combat within the Crucible. Stand at attention and salute your hosts, Sir Jake Sir Alex. and Sir Dan. Welcome back to another episode of Sanctimonious. This is Jake, joined, as always, by Dan and Alex. Excited for this week's episode. How are y'all doing? So good. <laughs> Super good. Yeah. Just uh, enjoying uh, a couple days off from my job and... Yeah, just got had breakfast for lunch, so it's a good day. Nice. That's always real nice getting those days off. Uh, congratulations on that. And I, I want to say before we get started, I know last week's episode, uh, my audio track was a little bit messed up. Hopefully, it'll be sounding much better now. We are uh, actively looking for sort of a solution to increase uh, the consistency and quality of our audio. So we're trying something new this week. Um, so we'd love to hear feedback on it. If you think it sounds good, better, worse, uh, that would that'd be really helpful. So please feel free to get at us in the comments or wherever you're listening to this or uh, on the Discord, of course. Discord. All right. Yeah. Should we start with inspirations? I'm feeling very inspired. Yeah, let's I'm do gonna it. go first. I'm so inspired. So I've been playing more Mass Mutations. Um, the Martian of Generosity has struck again. Um, he gifted me a, I think it's Four Sins deck. And the thing is freaking sweet. It's so much fun. It also has my favorite card, Quixelstone. Um, but you don't actually ever want to play that card in the deck. But it is in there. Quixelstone, General Order 24, if you really want to make the game weird. Um <laughs> <laughs> but mainly the four sins are just really cool. There's a whole bunch of capture and it's got gluttony, which can vacuum up all the amber off of uh, uh, your creatures and put it into your pool. So I had a game the other day where I forged a key with desire the turn before it's got three font of the eyes, which is a sanctum artifact that is Omni. If a enemy creature is destroyed, you can capture one. So I proceeded on the next turn to call Dis again, destroy one enemy creature, capture three amber, Gluttony still had some amber on it, reaped with Gluttony, went back up to seven, reaped with Desire and one. Um, <laughs> it was really cool. Um, but yeah, and then my last inspiration is that with Mass Mutation, if you do not have board wipes or board clears or super targeted removal, um, you're in for a rough time. <laughs> yeah, you got to have you got to have them board clears. You know, them board clears and hopefully maybe a little bit of artifact removal. There's some super powerful artifacts that are floating around that it's, you feel much better about having an answer to them rather than just watching them slowly eat you away. Definitely agree on that front. Um, yeah, it's, I have yet to play with the Sims cards, but... Or against, actually. So maybe we need to run a, a game here, Dan, so I can at least check them out from the other side of the table. But definitely seems like some really exciting, powerful effects on there. So I assume it's just a matter of time before I get my uh, face smashed in by them. <laughs> well, if, they, if, they, if they're left unmolested on the board, it gets silly because, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's really fun for me. 
it's exactly the way I like to play Keyforge. Yeah, several of them are must removes. Uh, that's like one of the things with you know early on in uh, Coda, we always joke about how you got to kill the witch, and it just seems like the witches are getting bigger and bigger as more. Yeah, it's like <laughs> ten strength witch, like ten strength. This ends the game if you don't remove it. Elusive. <laughs> Elusive. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Um, well, I can jump in next with my inspiration. Um, I, I, too, have been just playing a lot of Mass Mutation and really enjoying it. The more I play it, the more I, I feel comfortable in saying uh, this is my personal favorite set so far. Um, but one of the things that's just been really cool is I, f- I feel like Keyforge, as its best, is a game that can just present you with tons and tons of interesting puzzles. You know, you can be playing the same matchup over and over and you're still going to come across like new puzzles, new ways to solve uh, the board state, play out your turn. And uh, I've been in a couple of games this past week where uh, I've been able to really uh, dig deep and find some super fun lines. Uh, I have an Orb of Wonder deck where I was able to use an Orb of Wonder to go for a, the like diametric charge, the one that does like one damage to a target and two splash and logos. Uh, not a card you're probably frequently grabbing with the Orb of Wonder, but in this situation, I was able to set up a chain reaction uh, to where I could uh, diametric charge, run in a Q-mech, and then activate a group think tank for just an entire one-sided board clear. It felt so good to be able to find that line uh, and, and manipulate things just right. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm just loving it. I'm, I'm finding that that's coming up more and more and, uh, and really having a good time with this set. For me, uh, I think that I just have really loved exploring. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think in general, just mass mutations really loving to explore some new strategies. Uh, my my current uh, fave thing is Dark Amber Vault, still um, all about Dark Amber Vault. And I really want a double Dark Amber Vault deck, a good a good do- double Dark Amber Vault. I'm, I'm looking for it. If you find one, hit me up on Discord. I, I want it. I'll make, I'll make you a sweetheart deal. Don't you worry. Um, but uh, I really love I love the I love that there's so many strategies that seem viable in mass mutations. That's really uh, exciting for me about this set. Makes me hopeful for the future uh, and our dark tidings that are coming. Um, and uh, yeah, we're I think we're supposed to get some. I'm kind of a, I'm I'm vaguely excited. I think we're supposed to get some OP news here. Um, I have a feeling that might be mad news, but nonetheless, it's still exciting. I mean, any communication is exciting to me. Whenever we get communicated with by FFG, I'm happy. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. And, and we'll certainly report on that when we get it. So, yeah. All right. You guys ready to move on to the main topic this week? Hate cards. <laughs> yeah. So, so this week we're talking all about hate cards. Uh, the way hate card. Where are they? The way they interact with the game, and of course, uh, how you can learn to stop hating and loving yourself. 
Um, no, that's that's the other podcast that's that's right. on there, Jake. The self out help podcast. <laughs> Feeling freed with Jake Friedman. <laughs> that's so good. That be self help from future self. <laughs> that's gonna be a Patreon. That's <laughs> You get the self-help episodes in the Patreon exclusive. Uh, so there you go. Yep, definitely. That's behind the paywall. <laughs> there is no paywall. Yeah, so hate cards. So we kind of made a skeleton of a kind of outline here. Um, hate cards, we've kind of divided them up into categories. But before, before we do that, I'm just curious, like how let's define it for people. Like how how do you define a hate card, Dan? A card that hates the thing that it does against the thing. <laughs> okay, now I'm confused. <laughs> no, it's typically a card that's set up to beat one type of thing. Like it hates on, say, amber or reaping or fighting or uh, stealing. Like it just, it's a card that completely goes against what the other thing wants to do. It shuts off something. Okay. Uh, it. So, follow up question then. If that's kind of the general definition. Because I was thinking perhaps uh, maybe it's a little bit more nuanced than that. So would you say that Gateway of Dis, just destroy all creatures, is that a hate card? It hates creatures. Hates them. It also hates for you to actually have the ability to full a, you know, to draw a full hand. Double hate. Hates yourself, hates enemies. Perfect. Okay, so yeah, so like because it's targeting just creatures, like you're in, in this kind of general framework work of what hate cards are. We, we are classifying that as a hate card. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, because I, I think that I, I would define, I would define a hate card as like a card. It's a card or, I mean, sometimes maybe even a series of cards. Uh, well, yeah, that, this is true for Keyforge Steven. Uh, a card or series of cards, which uh, targets like specific uh, strategy uh, or, Maybe and so maybe a specific strategy, maybe a specific and Keyforge is a lot of times like I think creature types or uh, sometimes I think a hate card could even target a specific card. Uh, we could think of something like Etten's Jar, uh, which uh, specifically hates specific cards um, that you get to choose, but that is still a form of hate, I think. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of I- how I would. Yeah, that totally makes sense, and I'm I'm totally I'm very comfortable going forward with that definition for the framework for this conversation. Uh, but going into it, I guess my personal the way I would think about hate cards, and this is perhaps coming from Magic background or, or other games, would be a card that yes hates something specific, uh, but is not universally applicable. Right, like in Magic, a lot of times you would have a hate card in your sideboard because it's a card that's just good against, like maybe you know, it's like destroy a red creature or you know something along those lines. That's not something that's going to work in every deck or against every deck. Um, and you certainly find cards like that in Keyforge too. So I guess my, I was kind of thinking of it more along those lines as like more well, specifically targeted things that aren't always so. I would personally not classify Gateway of Dis as a hate card just because of the fact that all all decks, as far as I know of, have creatures. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I would. So here's sure. uh, here's I, an interesting. I'm, I'm just gonna stop it. We've got a lot of cards on this list. Let's let's forget the semantics well, right now. Let's actually talk I mean, about cards. I think, but I I think that rather than list, I mean, I I, th I do want to talk about the specifics, but I think that this conversation is more valuable than listing off specific. <laughs> I don't see the point. There's no tactical point. This is pure <laughs> semantics. Stuff. Well, because answering what I mean, I think answering what hate is or why it's important helps you decide whether you need to run it in your deck there's various types of it it exists in all these forms that are listed but you have to know like what what it, what purpose does it serve and is it is it always good because like this is so here's here's a thought I, I, so i want to add i do i do think that this is an important question to ask and i want to i want to talk about this um for the cast like do hate cards and keyforge serve the same purpose that they do in other games because of the structure of the game uh because you can't choose what cards you put in the deck is a hate card the same in keyforge as it is in magic yeah and i mean i think that's a really important question and it's definitely here on this questions list at the bottom yeah yeah, yeah. i put yeah i put that down there so i, mean, I think that's really interesting and, and also like the way that it interacts with the meta game too because I, I mean preview it's like i kind of feel like that is where meta game exists in Keyforge, is like which type of hate cards you want to run. It colors your decision on what deck you actually choose to play. Like if it's got a you know a hate card that's relevant, then yeah, you choose that deck. But if it has like one of the banes, like the rest of the deck better be pretty good because the banes aren't doing anything for you. Sure, yeah. I think that that semantic conversation, while it's definitely uh, perhaps a little philosophical, it does give us a little bit of a background for this conversation on hate cards and what we're talking about. Uh, but without further ado, let's kind of get into a conversation about how hate cards exist in Keyforge, what types there are, um, and how you might see them showing up in your deck. Dan, I'll throw it over to you. As I was on DOK trying to fill in more cards. Uh, <laughs> All right, so our first category we have, and one of the more important categories, I feel, as of the last couple of sets, is artifact hate. So I've kind of broke that down into three different kind of subcategories. We have artifact destruction. Examples of that are Poltergeist, Gorm of Ohm, Hawk, Destroy Them All, Tachyon Pulse, EMP Blast. All of these cards will destroy one or more artifacts, EMP Blast. Hello, welcome back to the meta. Uh, <laughs> Tachyon Pulse, does Tachyon Pulse destroy all of them or is it destroy yeah, it destroys one? destroys all. Destroy all, yeah. So there's two different cards that'll destroy all artifacts, which is pretty nice. And then destroy them all only destroys one, but it also hits a, a creature in an upgrade, which is super spicy. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> right now, oh, and then we've got reclaimed, reclaimed by nature as well as the new artifact destruction. Yeah, there's tons of uh, of these effects too. Uh, and it is grasping vines kind of in there too, or uh, barehanded. So those are, I guess, artifact yeah. stall, right? Artifact stall. Yeah, I I've had those in my mind, and it didn't make it onto the paper. So yeah, artifact stall, barehanded, um, whispering reliquary from the mighty house sanctum. Um, yeah, just ways to bounce artifacts so they can't be used the following turn. Nexus is kind of a steal slash use. Uh, Nexus is a Shadows creature that reaps and allows you to use. Remote Access does the same thing. Uh, for Steel, Pure Steel, you have Snecklifter and Borrow. We'll just say, yep, that, that artifact's mine now. 
I don't think there's any other steel, just shadows, steels, artifacts, to my knowledge. Yeah, I think it's just those two. Um, yeah. Snecklifter and then Borrow, which is the Snecklifter as an action card. But yeah, so that's the Artifact Hate. I really feel like Artifact Hate is something that is maybe a little lacking in the game. I don't feel like there's maybe enough of it. I mean, we listed a lot of cards, but not every deck is running one or any of those cards. I have a lot of what I would consider really good decks that have zero Artifact Hate, and it's almost kind of a risk to run those decks just because you could go up against... I mean, the dreaded Heart of the Forest deck or something like that, if you don't have an answer to that artifact or just any other kind of high, you know, like Dark Amber Vault, high priority targets that you just don't want to sit there on the other side of the table or Curia, whatever the new, the new Sargon terrible artifact that bounces, bounces Amber all over the place. I'm going to come down on a completely different side on this and say that artifact hate is way overrated. Um, mostly it's terrible to be honest with you. I mean, it's good stuff, but it's like, it's so, so here's the thing. Polar guys, Hawk, snack lifter, borrow what they actually, they require your opponent have a good artifact. A that you care about destroying uh, B you have to draw it at the right time. Unless you have some way of archiving. Artifact control plus archiving is a benefit, in my my opinion. Artifact okay. control anything without, plus archiving. Yeah, I mean, anything is a plus benefit. archiving is better. <laughs> but really that's the that that just speaks to the uh efficacy of archiving, not the efficacy of the artifact hate. Um so archiving is really powerful and so because you can set up these like very situational effects. Um and and to this point. I've never played a, a deck. I, I have never owned a good deck with a, that also had artifact control. Um, so I can say, with I think some experience, that you could do just fine without artifact control, which says to me it's maybe not as important as it's rated at times. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, Hawk is never a bad card. Like, I blow yeah, up my Hawk own is fine. Yeah, Hawk is fine. It's... I think Hawk is one of the better because they can... Hawk is more of an Amber Rush card than it is... They, like, oh, and both. because you can you can target your own stuff, right? So that... And that's what makes it flexible. That's why Hawk is better. But I actually really like... Uh, of Artifact Control, I think Tachyon Pulse is probably one of the better. Uh, Tachyon Pulse... Uh, uh, I guess you can throw a strange gizmo on there. It's an artifact that actually destroys itself. Yeah, strange gizmo <laughs> uh, is there. Else. Also, uh, the big one in that vein. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that card. I mean, it was in <laughs> <laughs> It didn't exist. We can't, we can't probably hold ourselves to the standard of naming every applicable card in all of these categories we have here. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. But uh, yeah, so that's artifact hate. So next one. Well, I want to jump in on that. I mean, because okay. we, we got a disagreement. So uh, obviously, I'm going to come down right in the middle. That's what I do. But I think, Alex, you're right that in the Bible, you do not need artifact uh, hate, artifact control in order to be successful. Like that's been proven. Uh, that said, I do think perhaps it's more important than ever. Uh, in, in the mass mutation metagame, of course, you know, we don't really know what that looks like without high-level events taking place, but uh, I, I've got a feeling that there are, as Dan mentioned, quite a few new artifacts that absolutely want to have some answer to, but I think really it kind of comes down to this question of, like, what kind of player you are. 
Like, are you a player who's happy to enter a big event with a deck knowing that you've got, you know, some really bad matchups that if you come across them, you're just going to lose? And I think data a lot of times bears out that this is actually the smarter strategy for going deep in, in a tournament is playing a deck with good matchups but some really bad matchups as opposed to playing a deck where you perhaps have like a 55% advantage against the whole field. But a lot of people are just not going to enjoy that. And and I, I, I kind of consider myself in that kind of category too, where it's like if I don't want to sit down to a game and look at my opponent's deck list and just think like, okay, well, I'm out of this because they're running, you know, double dark angle ball and I don't have my art, any artifact control or whatever. Uh, so I think, you know, you're right when you say you don't have to have that to be successful, but a lot of people are going to want it in their decks. And I think that's super valid. Those people are wrong, though. <laughs> right. say, Oppen Oppenheimer's doing just fine. It doesn't have it, but I wish that it did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like if I could choose my cards, I would oh, always man. have it. I would always have an artifact control. If Oppenheimer my... had Snecklifter with the triple exhum, it would be ridiculous. I think well, about that, you want one or two effects, but more than that is definitely a drawback. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, I just, I just want one. I want one artifact control card in my deck to make me feel good to have that answer for those artifacts that you're just like, you see it drop and you're just like, ugh. Yeah. Or if you see it in their list, you're like, well, I know what this card's gonna do with this game. Yeah, and and reclaimed by nature might be the best one. I'll just throw that out there. That that card's really nice. I like yeah. Matt. I, I still like Tachyon Pulse the, mo the most because I like mass removal of because there's very few cards which can remove all of your artifacts. And the actual the genuine issue with mass mutations is that mass mutations can throw down like seven artifacts that are all equally valuable. And you're like, okay, uh, which of these very powerful artifacts do I destroy? Because I need to destroy all of them. And then you just Tachyon Pulse them, and that's yep. All right. Well, All right. Let's move on. And I don't think we'll spend close as much time on the majority of these categories. Yeah, not. Like this next one, so we've got Repate as the next one on there. So we've got effects that can't reap. So we've got Barrister Joya. We've got the Always Salty Suicalt from Saurians. Um, the Logos Artifact, of which I cannot remember the name and didn't have oh. time to look it up, that doesn't allow one house to reap the next turn. And Tropic Manipulator? No, that's the no. Action. No, that's the action card. But everybody knows what we're talking about. Everybody's yeah. screaming at their headsets right now and whatever in their car or wherever. Opposition research and then inky gloom are our can't reap cards. Just don't allow it. And so yeah, that can uh, that can throw a wrench in some plans. Barrister Joya, especially with a creature in a house with a lot of taunt. She can shut people down for a couple turns and force some bad fighting trades. I guess repate to me it feels like it does fit in the category of hate because not all decks need to reap to win, so it's only going to be really relevant against some decks. Uh, that said, I, I think Bruce Joy I definitely agree is the best of these cards, but they're all pretty lackluster and I think unimportant. Generally, they're not. Outside of Burst or Druid, these are cards like I don't really want in my deck at all. Yeah, and then we've got Reap Stun really quick. We've got the Orb of Invidious, the dis artifact that Reap or that stuns all creatures. 
I don't know, I guess you put in the imp too that does it. So Dis has a couple of cards. And then they also have a Blood Shard Imp that kills creatures when they reap. So yeah, a lot of reap hate there. But then there's the Mars artifact that reaps or the first creature that reaps gets stunned. And then the Zizix Shockworm, which is a Mars creature that causes your opponent's creatures to stun when they reap. Yeah. I mean I think the death knell for repate being irrelevant is just like the AOA decks that are good. Like, like this was a big mechanic in AOA, and the one decks that are good, you know, this is not a reason why, you know, decks that are doing this are not competitively viable in any way. Yeah, I feel like Repake actually got a little bit better in Worlds Collide with all the play fight reap abilities. It feels like there's a lot more reap abilities in Worlds Collide and Mass Mutations, so actually shutting down reaping is actually a little bit better nowadays. I mean, when I, it think, was I, think one of the, I think one of the big things, is too, is bad. there's a lot of ways in mass mutations to protect creatures, like more, like, and even Worlds Collide. Like, so you throw down a Barrister Joya, and I'll, I can actually put it behind Sanctum in mass mutations has several taunts, which you can throw Matt Barrister behind. And we're in more of a world post Worlds Collide where reaping matters so it's more relevant uh i'd still say it's one of the less relevant types of hate but it, it you know it's fine all right seismo entangler that's the name of that category. um okay so all right well, let's move right on to the next category uh which is amber heat i saw this on the list i put a question mark by it so i'm not really sure what this means so and i guess uh, Dan, but it Amber Hay. Uh, I mean, things like too much to protect, interdimensional graft. Yeah, I would say that for me, maybe like doorstep to heaven, like effects like that. Like that really doesn't feel like a hate card to me, right? Like that's just so core as an element to the game. Uh, where I wouldn't, you know, every single deck needs to make Amber to win. That's the only way to win in Keyforge, barring, like, your double-redacted Epic Quest deck or whatever. Uh, so, I mean, for me, I feel like that doesn't really fit in with this conversation, but definitely open to other... Uh, I mean, I could definitely... I can see an argument being made for it being hate, because while Amber Control is integral to the game, um, not all Amber Control deals with, like, super large amounts of amber and not all decks are even able to get up to that that high amount of an amber total so i I think it's like it's like kind of it is i could see again i could see an argument for it being hate uh in that it does target a specific situation which is your opponent has gone up to some absurd amber total and you too much protect them for 10 or something you know uh, which, why would you ever do that against Too Much Protect? Although it has happened. Uh, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, I, I think yeah, I probably agree with you. This is just kind of a core part of the game, so I would not really consider this hate, per se. Uh, but uh, I, I see I see some nuance there. Maybe Dan will have more thoughts on that, but let's jump down to a creature-type hate. I guess we talked about creature hate, and we can kind of fit that in here, too. Personally, I don't really see Gateway of Dis uh, as, as creature hate, but, uh, you know, like, but I mean, I guess if, if you're within the framework we're using, anything that's destroying a creature it, or forward control anyway is going to kind of fit in there as creature hate. Um, 
And then there's also creature type hate. So that'd be effects that target, and this I think for sure is hate, which would be effects targeting a specific creature trait. So that'd be all the Bane cards and cards like Curiosity, which destroy all scientist creatures. What are, what are your thoughts on those? Kind of that kind of category. I hate these hate cards. I mostly, I just, I mean, with Keyforge, man, it's like this kind of card definitely, I think, is not what you want to shoot for in in a game where I can't control what cards are in my deck. Like, it makes a lot of sense in a game like Magic, right? Because I can, you know, because sideboards, exactly what you said, because sideboards exist. So I can sideboard you know, my goblin hate card in case if there's a gob, you know, goblins rush or whatever is in, I don't, I don't play magic, so I have no idea. But if let's say that goblin rush was popular in the magic meta, I would sideboard a goblin hate card. Um, but I, I don't, that I can't do that in Keyforge. I can't sideboard stuff. I can't choose what's in my deck. So getting a Bane card, you're just like, it, is more it tends to be more annoying it's one of the more annoying random elements like you're just like occasionally it will do something but most of the time it just does it just feels bad to open it because you're like this is gonna do this is gonna fire this effect is gonna fire like once every 50 games or something you know unless it's like what there's a couple of them that are slightly more relevant like the thief the thief one uh but nonetheless i can't choose to which bane card i get in my deck so this is this is just not good for keyforge i think personally what do you think yeah i think that uh the bane card did we talk about this on our like best and worst design, yeah. design cards are awful because the impact is so low however if they were curiosity type effects where it didn't say like destroy a thief creature but like destroy all thief creatures then at least you're getting a payoff like i think yeah curiosity is actually a pretty decent card uh which because it destroys all scientist creatures um and and scientists are generally in logos which just happens to be like the best house in every single set so like you're likely to see that a lot and actually get use out of it uh, and at times, you know, it's it's card advantage of like three or four to one. I mean, that's not going to be every game, but I feel like that is a card I don't necessarily hate to be in my deck in the same way. And, and you get an amber pip out of it too. Yeah, so, yeah. So like, I think that you know, I agreed that it's not great. Like, there's you know, you're always going to want a card that's always good over a card that's sometimes great or rarely great and usually mediocre or bad. Um, but if you're going to have these effects in the game, like they have to be powerful. And, and I think it'd be cool, like even, you know, you could even ramp it up to 11, right? You could be like, destroy every deep creature for every deep destroyed this way, like game one amber. And I think that would be an okay card because, you know, if you're not always going to get use out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, like, it, it, it makes you... Suddenly, that deck with that card in it is like, like it stands a chance against these the strong shadows because hey, I've got this really good. And I would say maybe that's even the issue with artifact control is maybe the artifact control doesn't take it. Like I think that Hawk is a closer uh, place of what it should be uh, because 
artifacts are so traditionally difficult to uh to deal with one of one of my one of my favorite is customs office because i think customs office is one of the most debilitating cards to decks that have a lot of artifacts like i really like that one um but uh I think you're really on to something here, which is, and, and we kind of have some discussing questions later on, but might as well just get into it naturally, uh, which is like a hate card for it to be good for the game. I think you, the payoff has to be so great to an extent that you can actually say to yourself, like, oh, like I think artifacts are really strong in this meta right now. So like I want to pick this deck to play because it has two custom offices or something like that, right? Like that actually gives you potentially a leg up if you're able to predict the, the meta like and, and so hate cards like that i think are really cool whereas like you're never going to say to yourself man dinosaurs are really good so i'm going to take this dino's main deck my dino main deck yeah <laughs> i'm going to take my triple dino main deck into it's not going to get any kind of even if you're right you know the payoff for being right is nothing that's you kind destroy of destroy one creature yeah Let's get on to the next category where we can get kind of more into that at the end. There's time. What's the next one? Uh, the next one is Pip Hate. Uh, so we listed like Infernus and Master of the Grey. I think that Pip Hate, there's like things, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but now there's like, I, I would kind of encapsulate Icon Hate with this. So there's uh, Ultra Graviton, which lets you purge a creature and you get to resolve all its amber icons or also, you know, uh, which fell in the artifact category, but uh, reclaimed by nature, which lets you uh, activate the I the icons and, uh, you know, of the artifact that you destroy. Um, I think that these are, I think that this is probably one of the better ones. I, I think I will be on the, the side of, I think that Infernus is sometimes slightly overrated. It's, Certainly a powerful card, uh, possibly, probably in the top 20 cards of Keyforge, at certainly, maybe top 15. Yeah, I think that's accurate. So it's just some decks don't care that much about them. What's really interesting is, and, and I think that that's maybe a good sign um, of like for a hate card, because I think, you know, what we're talking about, Jake, like you kind of want, you don't want hate cards to be good all the time. Uh but you want the payoff to be high when they are good. And I feel like with Infernus, uh, it, we're definitely there, right? Um, I feel like Infernus is in that sweet spot of the payoff is really large when it hits. It's always like at least reasonably good. And then like it could be like phenomenal if they have like a, you know, a fertility chant or something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know if I agree that it's in this sweet spot just because it's like always great. You know, like it's pretty hard to find a time that you're not at least able to craft a game state that Infernus doesn't at least say like your opponent loses to Amber. Um, and, and then there's just so many ways to make it better. Just because you can hit your own yard too if you need to. Yeah. So I feel like definitely it's good in that like you get rewarded for it based on more against like these you know, a fertility chant rush deck, which we'll, I guess we'll kind of see if that ends up being a thing uh, or, or not, but, you know, it's always good. So, so yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, for me, I'm not sure that these cards either with my personal definition of hate, like, fit in just because, like, 
all decks have pips. So it's kind of like, yeah, like the, these cards are always going to be pretty good. Um, I that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I I just like I think again with Keyforge though, it's just like I don't know if we can fall under the hate cards of how other guard games work again because of the randomness. So I think that my feeling is like you want hate cards to feel good to open like always like even because like even the hypothetical thief hate card that we talked about where you destroy all thieves and you gain one you feel good about that card if you open it all the time because like you're always getting you know like let's say it has an amber pip you'd always get at least one amber pip and that's the thing about infernus is i've had a lot of situations where i cannot make my opponent lose amber with infernus um and so i think that it is it has a narrow enough band and it has some count it has some counterplay there's at least you know you can't choose what you can't choose what cards chosen out of your deck by your opponent playing in furnace but you can like try to flip my deck sooner than i like you know i know that they haven't played in furnace yet i'm near the end of my deck and i i can try to flip my deck real quick so that they can't in furnace my stuff it's not always possible, but there's at least some room for counterplay with it. Um, so I, I feel like it's a it's a pretty good one. But I, I I definitely see your point. Like it is it is pretty just universally good. So it I might be yeah. And, and don't be wrong. I, I think Infernus is a sweet card. Like I love Infernus. I think it's a good thing that it exists in the game. I think it's like a really well designed. It creates kind of interesting situations. I, I think maybe our kind of a philosophical difference here, it's like, I don't think every card needs to feel great to open. And in fact, like one of the interesting things about Keyforge to me uh, is that it forces you to play with not good cards in your deck. And I think maybe hate cards, like as we're, you know, talking about how they could be designed as like these super powerful, but incredibly situational effects are like the ideal bad cards to open. Yeah. In some ways, but anyway, let's let's uh, hop on to the next category, which is uh, this one I agree with. So it's Amber Steel Hate. So cards like Discombobulator, Urarak, and Gargantadon. So these are all cards that uh, make it so uh, you're, I guess, Cephala, Cephala, oh Cephalist, Cephalist, yeah, that one, Cephalist. Uh, so these are all cards that either make it so your opponent can't steal or it turns it into capture as well. I know there are some other cards out there. So this is definitely specific hate. And uh, you kind of know that says almost like introduced to the game as a counter to how dominant steel was in the meta. Uh, and if steel isn't a big part of the meta, then these cards are not going to do anything for you at all. Uh, so here is kind of that situation where... You know, you might have to make some choices about, like, do I want to bring a deck that has, like, multiple ways of stopping my opponent from stealing, or do I think I'll be facing uh, more of, like, kind of the, the World's Collide style, uh, raising key cost as Amber Control, which these cards do jack squat against. Yeah, yeah but if you have Gargantadon, you essentially have both. <laughs> Worlds collide starting with super fair. So, I mean, you've got amber control and key increase costs, and you're protecting against steel because then you probably have an Odiac and a Ludo and all that fun stuff if you're going to a big, big event. For sure. Oh, welcome back, Dan. <laughs> uh, right. I, I like, I mean, I feel like steel hate is, I, I honestly, steel hate's the one that it's like, I wish 
that it had existed in Coda because the Coda meta would have been very different with Steelhead cards in it. And I think it would have been healthy. Yeah, then it would have been Dislogos Untamed. Well, yeah, Dislogos Untamed. Everybody just it would have given. I mean, it would have given if Steelhead existed. We would have actually. I think it would have seen a lot. You would have seen a lot more uh, balance between the houses because I don't think Kodo. All most of the houses weren't that far off. Um, it's not like Worlds Collide. I think Worlds Collide was is probably the worst in terms of like there were a couple houses that were just clearly weaker than the rest of them. Um, I, I think that that's probably true. I think that in AOA, I think that AOA is the, I'll say this, I think AOA is the best balanced internal set still. Yeah. I mean, and AOA, I, AOA versus AOA um, is definitely the best. Yeah, it'd be great. it's great. Imagine one person has, you know, no board control, one person has no amber control, and just see what happens. And they <laughs> <Yeah, just, laughs> can they get, can they get there? <laughs> The real turtle versus the turtle. So let's let's move right along here. This is an interesting one. Uh, and by interesting, I mean, like, is this even a fair category, which is upgrade hate? And what we have listed here is destroy them all, which does target upgrades as along with all other things. And then uh, stun, and then uh, tachyon pulse, which stuns upgraded creatures. Yeah, and what I didn't get to hear is, like, I think bounce spells kind of fit into upgrade hate, kind of, in a way. Like, Lost in the Woods, Fear, that kind of stuff, where you can bounce something and make the upgrade fall off. So I think there's a wider category. So I think bounce spells kind of exist as a potential upgrade hate, and no one agrees. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, I, I didn't think about bounce spells, but I feel like there's actually much better in this category uh, than, than the other ones we have listed, because that's something that I found myself thinking about, especially in World's Collide, like just bounce gets so valuable uh, with all the exalting happening and the Skedum being just such an annoying card that exists. Um, like, you know, bounce is a lot of times like the only answer to that upgrade, which was and is still such a huge part of the meta that you really want to, you know, give some extra points perhaps to a deck that has bounce effects when you're picking uh, what to play at your next big event. And last but not least, combo hate. One card, eat in a jar. <laughs> I mean, also punctuated equilibrium. It yeah, could be considered... Could be, could be combo hate. If you yeah, yeah. Not I don't know but... if I would consider this hate. I, it's just kind of like, maybe Eden's jar, but Eden's jar is just like, Enzars is no P card. That's just a very strong card because it's you can is card hate. Yeah, it's just card <laughs> hate. You just can hate whatever you want. That's probably there's a reason it's limited to one per deck, guys. I, I don't know if I consider there to be any specific combo hate in Keyforge really. Uh, things like Ember Imp kind of, but it's like Ember Imp isn't really specifically targeting combos per se. It's just very good against a deck that wants to combo and that's yeah. like that's how all these are they're like they just happen to be they fall in the spot of strategically just bear being very disruptive to somebody who's trying to collect a bunch of one color and play it all yeah the combo hate in this game is really just understanding what the combo does and how you can kind of negate the combo to the best of your ability during the game. So like if you're playing against Martian Generosity, you let people forge when they're at six or seven Amber and haven't played their Martian Generosity yet. Um, stuff like that with Brig, you just have to be careful when they're low 
amber and your high amber that you know just looking out for those kinds of situations i think a lot see unfortunately the thing is with a lot of combos in keyforge i just don't think that there's anything you can do if they like assemble the combo at the right time like brig brig is probably one of the worst examples of this because i don't people are talking about playing around brig a lot and i'm like really how do you play around brig though like you play around it by losing the game is that what you're playing <laughs> you know it's like i don't know I, I, like you have to gain amber to win the game and i can't i can't just not gain amber forever and you can do weird things like you know i go up to only six but even if they brig me for they brig me for six minimum that's still a huge swing there's a reason but also brig was never that competitive because it's so reliant on drawing the combo at a very specific point in the game which can be difficult to assemble a combo all that uh, you know that consistently that often so anyways i i, th I think that combos are really weird in keyforge and that like a lot of them you just can't like if somebody's got a battle fleet key abduction you what do you really do to prevent that there isn't really other than like hope control the weak like yeah control the weak yeah very specific situations where you're able to deal with that where it's like only so that's like two percent of decks actually have it have something that would answer it really the best the best way to to answer most combo decks ends up being to hate most combo decks ends up being just go faster than they do if you can just a just a random thought about combos in keyforge what what you're, what you're saying for some reason i was thinking like when you're talking about brig like never get your amber stolen again it's just this one easy trick it's never make amber it's good to go yes there you go brig is brig is dirty because it goes around steel hate too doesn't right. even hey, you can just epic quest all your keys easy yeah that's why people listen to pro tips pro tips Death uh, forge. okay so that is our list of all kinds of different hate cards and some of our thoughts about them and how they interact in the game we, we did get into a lot of kind of our questions already uh, about you know how hate cards function differently in in keyforge um than other ccgs but i want to kind of open that back up now since uh dan was had to step away briefly and uh yeah and just see if there's kind of any anything else else you wanted to say on that topic yeah what makes a good hate card i think is just I think we look back at Hawk. Hawk is like a great hate card because it, it targets all artifacts. There's a lot of artifacts. You're probably always going to have a target. And it also benefits yourself by giving you additional Amber, which Amber is good. And Nolan greatly agrees with Amber being good. Amber is very good, isn't it? Yep. So like Hawk, you just you want a card that you're going to be able to play every game that's not so specific. So like the Banes are a bad example of a, of a hate card because they're so... Um, linear and what they can actually affect. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I don't really have much more to add on it. I mean, I think that, I think that, and I, I think I've kind of come around a little bit on this, Jake. I, I think that you're right in that, you know, we don't need all cards to be good. And in fact, some cards need to be bad. Um, I will say, I think that they could do. I think with bad cards, they could go more towards uh, stuff like Z-Force Agent. Uh, stuff that is like... Z-Force Agent is a... I don't think it's a good card. 
it, it's the it's in Mass Mutations. He's a guy. You get one amber. He's a five strength Star Alliance creature. You get five. He comes with three upgrades, which I'm not going to list what all the upgrades do. They each have a different effect. Um, and then he gets one amber for every upgrade he has on him when he fights. He's not a great card, but he is a fun card. And I think in the right deck, he might have a place. But I think that that's kind of what I like to see with bad cards is I'm like, make it interesting or even just make it like this is like, you know, if this if this fires, I get some really cool, some, you know, really fun benefit, even if it's highly unlikely that it's ever going to um even like old boomy old boomy is a the, the brobnar uh worlds collide creature uh he reaps and then you discard cards uh and you are until what until you hit a brobnar card i don't remember something like that and then you archive all the cards that yeah yeah uh, something like that, but Old Boomy is fun. Old Boomy's a fun card, even if he is uh, not a good card. Uh, so yeah, you reveal cards from the top of your deck until you reveal a Brobnar card or choose to stop, and you deal two damage to Old Boomy if a Brobnar card was revealed. Archive each card revealed this way. I feel like it was a good card, it's just bad because it's a Brobnar card, and that means you have a lot of other Brobnar cards. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, it is a good card. But he's two strengths, so most of the time it never fires. Like, most of the time it just gets removed. Um, so, and, like, his effect isn't immediate, unlike, like, say, Hunting Witch. Hunting Witch is hunting witch is good, not because you ever expect it to live past the turn you play it. Um, and that's what I think. Like, I think the best cards in Keyforge are ones that don't require you to wait a turn to use them or have, it, have something happen um, most of the time. I think that's... I can't think of very many examples of things that aren't true of that. Um, mostly artifacts. There's going to be some good artifacts that are slow, but um, but uh, anyways, so I'm getting off topic. But I say this with hate cards uh, uh, to say, I think that it's important that they at least be interesting uh, would be my, if I were going to, if the designers were ever going to listen to me about something, I'm like, Bane is not the way to go. Uh, Discombobulator. That's I like that. Discombobulator is an you know that's 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 more what we're looking for. <laughs> I, I think for me, like where I'd like hate cards to be, and I think part of this conversation we have to consider the fact that uh, unlike Magic, Keyforge is a game that is theoretically going to keep adding more and more diversity and in, in houses and creature types, right? Uh, so you know your imperial. What, what is the, the Imperial Trader was, you know, hitting one out of seven of the houses. Yeah. Uh, and in the next set, you know, that's going to be one out of 10 of the houses. Yeah. And, and we know more on the way. So like hate cards kind of have a limited shelf life or cards that are, I think, uh, going to get worse in, in general uh, as the game goes on. Like, you know, upgrades are really good right now between Transporter Platform and Imperial Scutum being super powerful effects, but like maybe in a few sets from now, like they won't be. Uh, so, you know, a card that like I, I would like to exist now that doesn't, that really punishes people for having uh, artifacts, uh, you know, in a few sets from now, like that, that card maybe would be totally pointless. Um, so I think where I land on hate cards is like they 
because of that, they have. I want them to be incredibly powerful and incredibly narrow. Like I'm okay with having a card in my deck that's not good most of the time, and in fact, I think that's one of the things uh, that makes Keyforge a more interesting game than uh, deck builders, where you get to choose every single card because you know it forces you to you know play around it. And, you know, when do I have to discard cards from my hand or take an offbeat turn, uh, and so on and so forth. But I think that. The, these effects, because they are narrow, need to be strong enough that, like, when your opponent sees your deck list, they're like, oh no, like, they have that card that's really going to hurt me. And then that's kind of what you see with, like, hate cards in Magic, too, uh, which they have, like, super powerful effects. Like, Blood Moon is a card that just turns all non basic lands into mountains. And if you don't know about magic, you don't know what that means at all. But if you're a magic player, you're like, holy cow, yeah, that card is totally insane because it can just completely stop entire decks from doing anything at all. You know, there's a card that's like, uh, I think, Boyo or something that's just like, destroy all islands, like land cards. And, you know, that's something that's just going to, like, if you were sat down at a game of magic and somebody played that against you, you'd be like, you know, it's out of there, like, wow, like, you know, I guess I just, like, lose on the spot. And, and you know, for something really narrow, I kind of think that's okay. Um, but right now, we just aren't there, right? Nobody sees, like, Dinosaur Bane, I mentioned this earlier, and because they're running Sarwin, they're worried. You're, you know, you, you don't care at all. Um, but there could be a card that was so powerful against dinosaurs that you know, your opponent really would be forced to make decisions about playing around it. And I think that would be interesting uh, and, and get hate cards to a place where you don't feel as bad about opening them because you know, every once in a while, like you're going to just get awesome value out of it and that's gonna feel really good. No, I think hate cards are necessary. I mean, I'm playing, I'm wanting to play a different game than Jake. I want the general hate so that I can have it work most games. I don't want super limited. I guess that's just the me, the me. I like a toolbox, so I want my cards to be able to work in a lot of different ways. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think they are necessary in Keyforge and just pretty much any card game. Like you need to have, like if the meta all of a sudden goes to like everybody's running around with upgrades, you need to have some kind of answer. So you need to be able to find a deck that has the upgrade hate that you need, which that's a terrible example because upgrades are pretty hard to deal with. But I guess you just go through the deck with a lot of bounce. So you just bounce things and make the upgrades hit the discard. But yeah, you just always need cards that can answer what tends to be the driving force of whatever the meta is. And like the nice thing with Keyforge is there's not really, I mean, the good decks are good. They do share some commonalities, but they're still hitting from a lot of different angles. So it's really hard to like load up and say this one deck is the perfect counter to every meta deck out there because that's just not possible. And that's great and wonderful and makes Keyforge amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sanctimonious. I hope that the hate really filled your heart and, uh, and, and you're feeling really filled up with hate at this moment. So thanks again for listening. My name is Jake. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Jakefried. That's J-A-K-E-F-R-Y-D. I'm Dan is someone, D-A-N-I-S-S-O-M-E-1 on Twitter and Twitch and on the Discord, Alex. I am Alex, the Nick of Slots, Slotnik. I am the Nick of Slots, hashtag 6418 on the Discord. And uh, I am the Nick of Slots on Twitter. Also, if you're not a member of our, our Discord community, you should pop in.
do it. Archons of the Crucible, do not let the hate consume you. Rather, harness the hate to defeat thy foes as you forge those keys. <laughs>